You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. We all have seen the news after ChatGPT, and we all have seen how people are starting to get really interested and hyped by the new technology. And that motivated our colleagues to actually inspire them to think that there might be an issue with this integration. That's Sahar Abdelnabi from CISPA Hemholtz Center for Information Security. The research we're discussing today is titled A Comprehensive Analysis of Novel Prompt Injection Threats to Application-Integrated Large Language Models. There might be some new security vulnerabilities that we are really not noticing when we put these large language models in other applications and rely on their output and also rely on the input that they might digest um, in real time from other untrusted or unverified sources. Well, let's go through the research together here. Can you take us through uh, exactly how you got your start and, and let's go through the findings? Yeah, sure. Uh, so currently, the main way people have been interacting with ChatGPT before the plugins and before being chat and so on is that you go to ChatGPT, you enter a question or anything that you would like to ask for, and then ChatGPT answers. That was the main way of communication. There is a clear input, there is a clear output. And with that, there were still some risks because there were uh, some people that could circumvent the filtering and maybe generate some harmful output or malicious output. And there were also some risks that people rely on the information from ChatGPT as trusted or uh, factual, while most cases, in some cases, it's not. However, it was a clear scenario. There is a clear input and clear output. Now, when we integrate LLMs or large language models with other applications, the line between the instructions that are directly given by the users and the other instructions that might be maliciously injected somewhere else can get really blurry. So I might ask Bing Chat, for example, a question. And to answer my question, Bing Chat can go and search online for some information or some sources or websites or whatever. However, someone out there might 
planned some hidden instructions for Bing chat. And these instructions will be digested by the model and will affect how the model can communicate with me later on. So there is some hidden layer of communication of instructions that me as a user might have not been aware of. And therefore, there is a clear violation of security boundary that could happen and could open up a lot of new attack vectors. Hmm. Well, explain to me how you all went about testing this. Yeah, so when we actually tested these attacks, at that time, Bing Chat was not yet available, at least for us here in Germany. I'm not sure if it was released earlier, maybe in other countries, like the case with Bart uh, nowadays. But when we actually um, wrote the paper, we didn't have uh, ChatGPT APIs. Uh, we have Bing Chat, and we really had limited sort of not state-of-the-art models. So what we did, actually, that ironically, that was only um, less than two months ago. It's uh, nearly one month or like five or six weeks. We had access to the latest uh, GPT-3 model, the Da the, the Vinci model, and uh, we simulated the tools, like the plugins, actually, that we all ha- are seeing now. So we simulated plugins like or tools like um, a personal assistant that can read your emails and uh, maybe draft or send emails, which, again, we now see LLMs are integrated into applications like emails. We simulated also um, a tool that uh, when you ask the question, it go to Wikipedia and maybe um, find some relevant Wikipedia articles and read them and answer a question and so on. Again, because we don't have really access to the current tools that are actually available nowadays. So um, we did this, like we hit some instructions in the input to the model, like in the Wikipedia article, for example, that the model would be reading during the search or in the email that the model would be receiving as a personal assistant uh, uh, agent or so on. And the instructions are hidden or embedded in this input to the model to simulate the case when the the LLM um, is integrated in other applications. And then the user is asking the chat or um, the, the, the simulated chatbot that we have built also using DaVinci for, uh, we experimented for some reason with uh, Albert Einstein. So the user might ask um, the chatbot uh, about information about Albert Einstein, and then the chatbot will go and read the Wikipedia page, uh, which we prepared for it. We simulated that it's the Wikipedia page, but we had some instructions in there. And then you... Uh, unexpectedly, you might find the model speaking in a pirate accent because we told it to do so. Or you might find the model asking you for personal information because, again, we told it to do so in the um, Wikipedia page that we have prepared. Later, um, now we have access to um, ChatGPT APIs and we also have access to Bing Chat. And we replicated a lot of these attacks with Bing Chat as well. So in that case, we created um, a local HTML file, for example, uh, that contains these hidden instructions. And you might have seen that Bing Chat or uh, the uh, Edge browser has this sidebar feature. So there is a sidebar feature. You can, like, if you are uh, browsing a certain website, you might open the sidebar and then 
um, open link chat in the sidebar and start to speak to it. Like tell it, for example, summarize the current website for me. Um, and in that case, it reads the context of the current page or the current website that you are actually using or reading. And any instructions hidden in this page that might be hidden by um, any attacker would actually affect the model. So now, after the paper has released with like six weeks, we can say that we can also replicate most of these attacks very, very effectively and even much more uh, much more successful than we have imagined using the uh, initial DaVinci model using the recent uh, GPT-4 that are, that's integrated into the chat. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-plus-year partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. This reminds me of, uh, I suppose in some ways it reminds me of you know, people using things like search engine optimization to try to rise to the top of Google results. But then also we hear people doing kind of SEO poisoning, you know, where they they want malicious things to rise to the top. I mean, this this strikes me as being along the same lines as that sort of thing. Is, is that an accurate uh, perception on my part? That's actually a very, very um, accurate observation because this is also one of the things that we imagine how these attacks might um, be disseminated, right? So some people might use strategies like exactly um, SEO poisoning in order to get their websites um, retrieved by search engines. And if they are retrieved, then the, the, the LLM running the search engine would also be poisoned or ingested by these um, uh, prompts that are hidden in their websites. So what do you recommend then? I mean, you've demonstrated this capability. Do you have any suggestions for how we might go forward? Um, for whom exactly? So for users or for... Well, let's let's uh, let's do them one at a time. Why, why don't we start with the users? I think at the moment, at least, my recommendation would be to um, really be sure to not use the models if you need one hundred percent reliable and factual output. Uh, yeah, you can ask Bing Chat tell me some recipes for today. Uh, which is fine because there is really no huge consequences that uh, would come out of that question. But if you really want to look for very reliable answers, I wouldn't recommend to use MLMs for this. And I would definitely recommend um, to verify 
not only if the output is factual or not, because this is a huge part of the whole thing, but also to verify the links that um, maybe being chat might suggest to you. Because um, uh, so, for example, as part of the answer, Vincha can tell you find more information here or whatever. But these links might be uh, malicious because the the, the um, prompts might actually. Um, tell the model and instruct the model to suggest, for example, harmful URLs. What about for developers, for folks who are out there and are eager to use these APIs? Are, are there warnings for them as well? I would say yes. Uh, at the moment, it's really not so clear what the consequences of these models are. And I think there is a lot of harm that could be done by the current race of really the whole community to integrate LLMs and everything. And I think we really need to stop and ask ourselves if we are um, ready for the whole um, safety considerations at the moment or not. Are there any uh, things that you and your colleagues are going to work on next? Has, has this work led you to, to more interesting uh, or additional interesting avenues to explore? Of course. I mean, um, as I said, this has been done only uh, less than six weeks ago. And we actually uh, um, came up with this whole paper in only one week. So we wrote it in, a whole, in one week and we did all the experiments in, in just one week. And it was crazy. It was the fastest thing I ever seen co come together, actually. <laughs> and since then, we really <laughs> were not able to catch a break, honestly, because there are every day there are new models released out there. Um, there are new opportunities for attacks. And honestly, things that we, um, when we wrote the paper, we thought they are a bit futuristic, like uh, models that can read your emails, send automatic emails, and these emails are somehow poisoned or, and all these it kind of seemed like very futuristic things and somehow a bit of sci-fi, but now we have all of these things. It's, I thought that this would be a little bit longer along the, along the way when we have all these models, but they are actually ready at the moment. And yeah, since then we have been working on actually testing the whole ideas on um, the, the models that are more recent, such as Bing and uh, GPT, GPT-4 and so on. It's actually surprisingly, the attacks work so much better when we have better models. Our thanks to Sahar Abdelnabi from CISPA Hemholtz Center for Information Security. The research is titled A Comprehensive Analysis of Novel Prompt Injection Threats to Application Integrated Large Language Models. We'll have a link in the show notes. Hey everybody, I want to take a few minutes here and talk about our sponsor, Splunk. You know, you need to keep operations humming around the clock, but potential disruptions are everywhere. Splunk helps you predict problems and find and fix issues fast so you can reduce risk and ditch downtime. The world's largest enterprises rely on Splunk's unified security and observability platform to become more efficient, resilient, and innovative. With Splunk, you can react quickly, evolve faster, and be ready for anything. Stay ahead of disruptions. Learn more at splunk.com resilience. 
CyberWire Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.